Welcome to Get Paid for Your Pad, the number one podcast for Airbnb hosts and short-term rental professionals. You're listening to an episode of STR Conversations, hosted by myself, Jasper Rivers, and Eric Muller. Every Friday, we release a new episode where Eric and I have an organic conversation and discuss what's happening in the short-term rental industry and share what we're learning in our hosting businesses and through working with the thousands of students that go through our coaching programs. So this episode is brought to you by Legends X, our 90-day short-term rental accelerator program that's designed to help you skill your hosting business by getting you out of the daily operations so you can free up your time and become the CEO of your business instead of the manager and that allows you to focus on high-level tasks that really move the needle in your business and allow you to grow. And we do that by giving you the systems and teaching you how to build a team so you can actually delegate all those lower-level tasks. So for more information about Legends X and how to join, visit strlegends.com slash X. That is strlegends.com slash X. You are listening to an episode of SDR Conversations of the Get Paid for Your Pad podcast hosted by Jasper Rivers and Eric Miller. So let's dive in. Get paid for your pad. Get paid for your pad. Get paid for your pad. Welcome to episode number 524 of Get Paid for Your Pad. This is an episode of SCR Conversations. We are your hosts, Jasper Rivers and Eric Muller. And today is a very special episode because usually it's just Eric and I on the, on the Friday episode. But we have a very special guest, Mr. Sean Brunner. He is the CEO and co-founder of Avanstay, which is the largest private short-term rental brand in the United States with over a 1,000 luxury properties under management. They focus on experimental group travel. And today we are going to pick Sean's brain on how to build a brand in the in the short rental space and how important the brand is. So this episode is going to be all about branding. So Sean, welcome to the show. Yeah, great, great to be here, guys. Love what you guys are doing. Get paid for your pad. It's like you, you give people the the tools for financial freedom. I think passive income is is such an underutilized and uh, you know misunderstood concept. So I just absolutely love what you guys are doing and happy to be here. Awesome, man. Yeah, we're excited to have you here. Hey, you know, before we dive into it, I know we did like a, a slow introduction or a, a light introduction. Why don't you kind of just like tell everybody what it is, you know, your background, what it is that you guys are building right now and feel free to kind of fill in the blanks from what we just mentioned. Yes, sure. So Founded Avanstay, you know, about five years ago, uh, really with the idea of, of kind of bringing a brand to the short-term rental space. And I think uh, brand in our space is also a concept that that a lot of people don't totally understand. Sometimes I ask people, I go, hey, what's your favorite short-term rental brand? And people will say Airbnb, VRBO. And then you ask them, what's your favorite hotel brand? And they'll say Four Seasons, Amon, Marriott. They never say Expedia, right? Mm -hmm. And that's where the light bulb kind of sometimes goes off. 
that Airbnb and VRBO, while they are brands, they're OTAs, right? They're online travel agencies. Expedia and Kayak and Orbitz, those are online travel agencies. And Marriott and Amon and Four Seasons, they kind of vertically integrate and control the experience. So the brand is really critical to their success. And obviously behind that, you have things like Bonvoy and loyalty. So without getting too much into that, you know, we always thought there was this huge opportunity, the same way that Marriott and Four Seasons and Amon did deploy their, their inventory on Expedia to, to have a similar relationship with the OTAs and obviously direct bookings. I think Marriott is about 25% direct. Uh, sometimes you'd expect it to be much higher for the largest, you know, hospitality company in, in the world as it relates to, you know, vertical integration. So we wanted to bring that brand specifically for single family, what, what people call single family leisure now, or, or short-term rentals in a home. Take the hotel concept, everything you love about a hotel, and bring it to the home. So hotel and a home, easiest way to think about what we do. The difference between a hotel is that you're vertically operating and short-term rentals are horizontally operate, right? They're operating over vast regions that have radiuses of 10, 20, 30 miles in each market. And in order to run that, you have to build or you have to leverage technology. Really important to do that because, you know, with a hotel, you can have somebody at the front desk, right? You know, somebody at the front desk, they can run support, they can run sales, reservations, check you in. With our business, you don't have somebody at the front desk at each at each property. So you can kind of think of like what Uber and DoorDash have done for logistics and operations and 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 kind of building sophisticated technology systems for what we're doing in in the in the short-term rental space. So to run a horizontal operation, you know, I believe that you need sophisticated technology and systems to scale. And, and in order to build a brand, you have to deliver scale to the space. Scale helps in a lot of different ways. More efficiency, better costs, more boots on the ground, better concierge, more services, more, you know, think of it as Amazon, right? Amazon is delivering same day and next day services, uh, but they're doing so because they have scale, because they have density. So you can really kind of elevate and improve the experience with scale. So we thought, hey, you know, there's there's a big opportunity for a brand. There will be dozens of multi-billion dollar short-term rental brands that leverage OTAs like Airbnb in the future. I think there's over 100 multi-billion dollar hotel brands that exist today. There's over 20 that are over 10 billion and the market size of hotels is about three, three and a half X that of short-term rentals, growing at a very kind of muted pace relative to short-term rentals. Short-term rentals is explosive in terms of the growth and the size, right? Over $200 billion industry when you don't factor in a lot of the value-added services that augment those, those, those homes. So bring in the brand, bring scale, you need technology, bring in consistency, and you have a hotel and a home experience. And then there's a lot of things that you can do over time to really kind of improve that experience. You know, whether it's in the analog component of the home and by analog, I mean in-home. So that's kind of you know, your design, your experience in the home, bringing in games, bringing in things to do. When you show up to a home, I'm sure it's the same with, with Freewild, you know, you, you have experiences that, that, that people have access to. And then you have a digital experience, which is not just booking and pre-stay and comms, 
but it's in-home experience, it's value-added services and concierge, it's the mobile, it's the Wi-Fi. And then you have a post-stay experience. How do you attach yourselves to a brand post-stay so that you can stay engaged? You understand what, you know, what, what, what opportunities or what homes or what markets are being launched. You can, you can kind of engage with the brand with loyalty points if that's something that, uh, that, that, that a brand wants to launch. So a lot of different touch points through the value chain of life cycle of a customer from pre-stay to stay to post-stay. And you got to kind of cover all of that. I think hospitality is very much a holistic experience and you got to nail everything. That's why hospitality is very hard. It's not an easy business, but, but that's kind of the excitement, you know, about our space and about hospitality in general. And, and I think probably the most beautiful thing about hospitality is that it's ever evolving. Nobody has the right experience. Nobody has, you know, there, there's differences. There, there's, I think one thing you think about in branding, you think about being different. It's not always about being better. It's about being different. I think Steve Jobs talked a lot about this many years ago, but he always talked about, you don't have to be better. You just got to be, you got to be different because being better is, 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 you know, to do everything better is, 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 is very, very challenging and costs a lot of money, but to be different in hospitality is big. And so I know that this is a long answer, but the evolution of, of, of hospitality is really, it, it's, you're never going to be able to reach it, right? You're never going to be. And so being in this space for everybody listening, I think it's exciting because you're always going to be able to evolve and iterate and adapt to, you know, changing demand, changing environments. And, and that's kind of why we got started in this space. My background's in real estate and technology, huge passion for travel and hospitality, travel, you know, probably seven, eight months out of the year, just on the road, whether it's for business or, 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 or personal and, and just, just love exploring the world and, and seeing what's out there. And especially now post COVID, a lot of the trends accelerated for this remote work, this digital nomad experiential economy. This, this is kind of the future. So hospitality is, is an exciting place to be. And for everybody listening, I think, you know, you, you're never you're never gonna 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 kind of get the the model right as far as what you need to do because it's always gonna evolve, and that's the exciting part. I love it, man. I I love that, dude. I I don't know if you remember this, but when we first met was early stages. I think even before you guys had launched, we met in San Diego for a coffee. And you're giving me the idea of of what you wanted to build and to see what you've developed over the last few years to the stage that you're at now is absolutely incredible and inspiring to see. And I want to unpack a little bit of what you what you were just talking about because I've watched over the years you develop the the brand and pivoting with COVID and like all the different milestones that you've hit throughout the years has been unbelievable to watch. One thing that you said that Jasper and I have been communicating to our investors for Free Wilds, question we get asked a lot is like what what will make you guys stand out differently from all the other hospitality companies that are in the space? And, you know, especially at the scale that we want to grow this company to. And our answer is brand at the end of the day, the brand that we're developing, the standard that we're creating and the product, the standard that we're setting and the product that we're creating. What, what are some things that you and, and your team are doing differently 
to have the Avant Stay brand stand out? What it, What is it that you guys are doing that is making your brand unique in our space? Yeah, I think I think you know to your earlier point, right? The last couple of years have been have been a roller coaster of for for all industries, but probably particularly hospitality. You know, in COVID, and then obviously demand off the charts, kind of for our our type of you know hospitality accommodation, single family residentials, and then coming out of that and and seeing just demand across the entire hospitality space. And and now, you know, seeing a post-COVID world where there's some reversions back to norm, but also acceleration and events coming back and experiences coming back. So I think, you know, the, the easiest way to kind of think about it, because we, we talk about it all the time, is roads weren't built for destinations, they're built for journeys. And yeah. in hospitality, you're really looking at, you know, going on a journey. And so how that corresponds to your brand is really important. I don't think you know, you need to have like a brand that says, Hey, we do X all the time, you know, and, 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 you know, there are certain things, there's basics, right. That you just have to knock out of the park. So you first, first and foremost, consistency, quality, and building trust and faith in your customer is absolutely critical. How many times, you know, have you heard over the last, you know, five years that we've been in this business, you know, how many times have you heard somebody saying, well, I got canceled on two or three days before or day of, and they didn't have another house or how many times did somebody show up and the house wasn't clean or the pictures didn't match the photos. And I think a lot of that, you know, people lose trust in, in, in what they're, you know, what they're booking. And so I think it starts with trust and trust is gained by knocking the basics out of the park, communication, cleaning, response time, make sure the code is correct. So you can get pretty darn far in this business by just knocking the basics out of the park. And, and you can build a pretty compelling brand by doing that. I don't know if you guys know this, but Courtyard by Marriott is one of, if not the most profitable brand in in hospitality. Uh, and that's because they knock the basics out of the park, right? If you ask somebody, what does Courtyard by Marriott do that's specific to their brand? You know, they just, they just, they're, they're consistent. They, they, they're, you can trust them. They're going to execute. They're going to deliver. So that's where it always starts. As it relates to Avant Stay, you know, we built this, you know, we built this brand. Eric, you know this from the start when we had our first discussions, you know, five, five plus years ago. And probably, I think it was Pacific Beach, right? That's where we were. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yep. I love Pacific Beach, by the way. And, and so, you know, I think that, you know, you, 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 we, we built this for groups. So everything that we thought about was about group optimization. So at a, at a, at a kind of 30,000 foot level, how can we create an experience where groups can come together more often, seamlessly with less coordination? And, and, and the more that we can deliver that type of experience with less coordination means that the frequency and velocity behind people coming together increases, which allows you to develop connections. And, and, and that's kind of the basis of, of what our mission is, is, to, is, is for people to develop connections and thrive, right? Thrive in life. And, and, and that gives them an opportunity to do it as, as often as they possibly can or as often as they possibly can afford it. And obviously there's a huge shift now over the last, you know, six months from goods to experiences. You know, we spent four times as much on goods 
during during COVID as we did it pre-COVID. And now that shift in consumer discretionary spend is towards back towards experiences. And, and we think that that's, that's here to stay. And that also opens up supply chain and unlocks the economy in a lot of different ways. Groups, when you think of groups, you know, what do you, what do you want when you have a group? Well, first of all, you're, you're, you're building a home from an analog perspective. And again, that's in the home designed for hospitality, not designed for living. And there's a difference, right? If you go, you know, furnish your own home, you're going to furnish it very differently than you furnish a short-term rental. You're going to have different games, different setup, different experiences. Easy way to think about it is your kitchen table at, at, at a place that you live might seat six to eight at a six or seven bedroom short-term rental. You got to make sure it sits everywhere. So you're sitting 12 to 16. That's a very small nuance, but it's an important one because probably my favorite thing to do in the entire world is sit around the dinner table and, and you know, have conversations and eat great food and, you know, have a glass of wine, have a beer, right? That That is that is my favorite thing to do, hands hands down, bar none in the world, whether it's inside or outside. And you also have to have it outside because if it's mm. 75 degrees, 80 degrees out, you got to think about that. So we started the brand from a group concept and thinking about the analog design. And then from there, we thought about really the, ex the experience from an experiential perspective. So you come in and there's things to do. So whether it's board games, whether it's a pool table, whether it's a ping pong table, whether it's a bocce ball set, whether it's obviously the pool, you know, you ski in, ski out houses, you have to have a hot tub. So I'm throwing out a lot of different things, but it's all particular to each region. And so it's group optimized, both from a from a design and, ex, and and experience perspective is really where we started the brand. And then obviously over time, you start to think about how can I make it even better? And you roll out stock fridges and you roll out integrations we have with Sood for massages. We have an integration with GoPuff, which is kind of the new Postmates. They bought BevMo. So you can QR code on, on your fridge and deliver groceries and snacks to stock your fridge you know, kind of automated through the mobile device, through the Avant Stay app, you have same day clean. So you can come into the house. And when we think of the hotel experience in the home, one of the things that I thought was always challenging about our space was if you stay there for a week, you don't have somebody coming in and, and cleaning the house. And I love waking up in a hotel room and having to be clean or, or waking up and coming back at the end of the day and having to be clean. And, and that was always a frustration not just as an individual, but for groups, it's even worse, right? And you find yourself cleaning and shopping and stocking fridges and planning so much with groups. And how do you remove that friction right. and create an elevated experience for groups? Mm. So we thought deeply about, you know, those value-added services or concierge components. And, and, and there's obviously a lot more there to it. And, and there's a lot of kind of infrastructure and comms and, and, automation has to be built in. But if you can show up to a house and click to touch and have something clean Tuesday or have your bed turned down or a quick sweep on Thursday and then and then Friday before the big dinner, have another full clean, like those are options that people really like to have. And when you split it across, you know, our average stays about seven and a half people. When you split it across a big group, it, it is very affordable. And I think affordability was always something that we wanted to deliver. Whenever I think of startups, I always think of three things, cheaper, better, faster. Yeah. So how do you deliver a cheaper, better, faster experience? 
Well, our average ADRs are probably about 950. And if our average number of people is seven, seven and a half people, you know, you're only $140 a person per night. Yeah. And 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 I think sometimes people see the kind of the highlight reel of, oh my gosh, this is a three or four thousand hour trip. But you really got to kind of divide that and think about it from a hotel room perspective. If we're delivering luxury experiences in these multi-million dollar homes for $140 a person per night relative to a four or five star hotel that are going for anywhere from 350 to 1500 a night, uh, even if you divide it by two, it's still a fraction of the price. Mm. So we thought of it as an attainable luxury experience. So luxury is certainly the experience, but it's attainable and affordable. And, and I think that that's, that's where Airbnb started, right? Airbnb started with affordability. And now the expectations from the consumer have really elevated and we have to match those expectations. And so now, you know, we're at a point where I think the industry is, is not only elevated the experience in a lot of different ways and has a long ways to go, I think. We're in the very early innings, probably the second inning of kind of the transformation of hospitality as it relates to the experience in these homes, but but also of affordability. When you combine those two things, it becomes very compelling. And the gap that really short-term rentals has to close with hotels is huge. You know, why why are our houses not not going for two, three thousand dollars a night when it would still be a fraction of what it costs to rent? you know, four or five star hotel. And the difference might be that the four or five star hotel is a block off the beach and you're on the beach. And, right. and I, you know, I think that there's, there's certainly a, you know, there's certainly a need for both, right. Hotels, I stay in hotels pretty frequently, but, but, you know, they're, they're different use cases yeah, and, and different experiences. And, you know, if you do have a group, you know, we feel like short-term rentals for a group is by far and away the best way to travel. And it's the way that people want to travel today. And, and so it enables you to build a brand around groups. So that was probably a much longer explanation. I love it. Brand, but, no, no, we love it. But it's love groups, it. you know, it's about how do you get people together to spend time, yeah. time together and develop those meaningful connections. That's what it's all about. Yeah. You know, Jasper, I'll, I'll pass it to you here in a second, just to comment on that real quick. Cause I remember early stages that that was the vision of like, how do we stand out as a company in this space? As Avant, we're going to focus on groups and luxury properties. And that's something that you guys did as well. I mean, you did it very well. And I know that's the avatar. One thing that I'm noticing most recently, and I'm curious if this was uh, by intention or if you guys are even noticing it, but the, the wealthiest people I know always stay at Avant when they travel. Like that's a, it. We hear it quite often. Our investors or other entrepreneur friends that are, are you know, in, in that higher end you know, income bracket, their first stop is Avant. And I, I was curious if that, you know, because I know that wasn't the initial vision behind what you're building, but it seems like that's an avatar that you're also attracting into the brands. Can you touch on that? Is that something that you you guys yeah, know? No, yeah, no, absolutely. I think we used to have this this kind of idea that that we didn't want to ever use the word luxury internally. And, and the reason why was because we felt like that wasn't what we were building. We were building something that was very attainable and affordable. And we wanted to be, you know, we wanted to build something for the masses, right, that, that everybody could experience. And then we got kind of 
coined as the luxury premium operator, which, you know, at one point we kind of looked back and we said, you know, that that's not kind of how we want to be positioned. We want to be more like the Warby Parker, you know, mm-hmm. of, of the industry. And, and then we, we thought to ourselves, we go, you know, this is, this is, this is amazing because if you can be luxury and affordable and, and you can give somebody an experience that they feel is premium and luxurious and they can afford it, uh, which you should be able to afford kind of on stay yep. if you could afford a three or four star hotel, right? I mean, that that is the equivalent. It, it's still a fraction of the price if you're bringing a group. Now, if you're a couple and you're renting a six bedroom house, obviously we're going to be more expensive on a per person basis. But that that was when we decided, hey, we really want to lean into luxury because this is luxury. This is premium luxury at its finest at a fraction of the price. And it's it's awesome that that people who you know who who have the means can stay, but also we think that people, you know, that, that really everybody, if you bring the, the 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 right group around the table, can can afford right. the experience, right? Right, love it. I want to go back to you. You talked about the brand and the experience, the standardization, how important that is, and there's not a lot of it in the in the space, right? Like you mentioned. You ask people like, what's your favorite short-term rental brand? And they say Airbnb, right? We've talked about this too, Eric and I, where it's like, hey, I've stayed at 100 Airbnbs and I can't remember a single brand that I stayed at. I might have stayed at some brands, but it were, they weren't remarkable enough for me to even remember them, right? So my question is, to what extent were you clearing your brand when you got started? And to what extent did it develop over time when, as you were adding the, the first 10, 20, 30 properties? Yeah, I think, I think you have to, you, I think there's the question, like, when do you start thinking about branding? Yeah, it's like, did you, did you develop the whole brand, the experience, like all those things that you thought about, like, hey, what do groups need? What do, what, what do they want to experience? Like, what, what, should, you know, what should our standards be? Did you figure all that out before you got your first property or did you figure that out over time? Yeah, I think I think it's it's you have a vision very early days, and 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 again back to the hospitality and evolution and, and trying to nail that experience. Your vision is always going to be way ahead of what you can do in terms of execution and hospitality, yep. and and it's really important to kind of just accept that because my vision, you know, for the experience that Avon Stay could have is is so far beyond you know even where it's at today, which I think is meaningfully better than 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 you know you know what we kind of comp against in most of these markets so you know, what what i mean by that is is you you have there's so many things that early days you want to go accomplish but in our space you got to kind of sequence it right we can't just go take a home and brand every single corner of that perfect home and have you know, scale team for for operations, for concierge, for all the partnerships, all the integrations, all the luxury and loyalty. You know, one of the problems that we have is that our, our inventory gets booked up so much that when people come to our site first, they're disappointed when no, nothing's there. And, and that is and that is a problem for a brand. If you don't have product, then you have a problem. So the, even though we have 1,500 properties across the country, in you know more than 50 markets, it's if something is not there, people lose the trust in having inventory for for the brand. Airbnb is never going to have that problem because they have 
I think they have right. millions of properties. I think a million alone in, in the US, which is 50% market share. I think last I read. So, you know, you got to have product or to build a brand. But but yeah, you, you cannot do it all day one. So we started with the in-home experience. And that's what we felt we needed to knock that out of the park. And then we could layer on digital. Then we could layer on tech. Then we could layer on concierge. Right. And we're, you know, our vision is in inning two or three as well. We haven't even touched mm. on the roadmap for what we believe the experience should look like. And even though, again, we think there's a significant gap in moat we built from, you know, a standard, you know, kind of short-term rental experience that you might find on Airbnb, the 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 opportunity and the 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 growth and the acceleration of what we're building is is very significant, right? And so, where the experience that you'll have, if you like the experience for an advanced day today, the experience that you'll see in six months and twelve and twenty four is going to be that much better because we're constantly iterating, evolving, improving. And I would say that yes, we probably had a pretty clear vision early on. And, and we hit it in terms of product market fit for what that group experience should look like. And the hard part isn't kind of, you know, ideas are cheap, executions expensive, so to speak. The hard part isn't thinking about, hey, I can walk into this house and I can tell you 20 more things that, 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 that could improve this experience, right? And I think I could do that in, in virtually every home that we have. The key is to sequence it in a way that allows you to build the scale so you can actually enhance the experience uh, over time because it's just to, to, to have, to have one property. One, if you have, if you have a handful of properties, it's almost impossible to compete with, a, a, you know, kind of a, all of the different layers of the experience that you want to layer in over, over time. I mean, I, again, I don't want to say impossible. It's nothing is impossible, but it's, but it's challenging. You know, you, you can't go spin up Amazon and compete with same day delivery across the country, right? You can't go right. build a loyalty program if you have 50 properties. I mean, it's very challenging to do because, you know, every time somebody wants to come back in the book, they want to use their points, but nothing's there or their points, you know, so their points have less value, right? Bonvoy points have a ton of value because they have so much product. That's why they're, they're so cherished and so valuable. Airline, airline points are the same thing. So I think, yes, early days we did have a pretty clear vision and knew what we wanted to do. But we also knew that it was, it, it required scale and it required kind of, you know, building technology and building teams and partnerships in order to deliver the experience that we, that, that we kind of had envisioned for the company. Yeah. So it's, it sounds like obviously clear vision on what the brand was or wanted to be, but then we had to go out and focus on the product and deliver a world-class product that builds the brand of Avant. Yeah, you got to execute, right? I mean, it's all all about, you know, I I always like that ideas are cheap and execution is expensive because it is, it is, there's so many great ideas out there. And I love talking to entrepreneurs and people building businesses about all their ideas. And and it's amazing. But, you know, at the end of the day, you got to execute. And I think more so in our industry than any industry in the world, hospitality is really about execution. And, you, you know, you don't, you know, we're not in the business of creating Instagram and having it go viral and selling it for a billion dollars in six months. That's not our business. Right. Our business is about rolling up our sleeves and getting to work and working hard. And the reason why people do it is because 
we care about it. Like we care about bringing people together. We care about hospitality. We care about spending time with, with, we, we used to say travel with the people you love, right? We care about spending time with people that we, that we want to be around. So hospitality is not for the faint of heart, but it's also very rewarding in a lot of ways. Yeah, hundred percent. And so do you feel like is your, the development of the brand and to kind of give, when we talk brand, we're obviously talking products, but we're also talking about brand awareness and the marketing and, and capturing the customer, capturing the property, property owners. Avance, are you building this brand to capture the traveler or capture the owner slash the owners that you work with? Or is it kind of both? Does that make sense? Like, yeah, I mean, it's kind of, it is both, right? It's a dual-sided marketplace, right? And so when, when you think about, you know, when, when you when you think about kind of, you know, you have the best of, of Airbnb and the best of Marriott, and then Avanste kind of sits in somewhere in the middle, right? It's it and and I think that if you deliver an incredible customer experience, those customers are gonna want to come back, which improves occupancy. Those customers if you elevate the experience in the home and you add concierge and services, it usually drives up your ADRs. So if you increase occupancy in ADRs, it increases your rev par, which is the product of those two numbers. And when you're increasing your rev par, you're making more money for your owners. And if you're making more money for your owners, owners should be excited about wanting to be a part of the platform. So we always looked at it as customer kind of centric in terms of let's go develop the best experience in the world for group travel for short-term runs. This is the way people want to travel and it's only getting better and bigger. And if we can deliver on that, then we feel like uh, people want to contribute their homes to the platform. Now, there's a lot more that goes into that. That's kind of a simplified approach, but you still have to have incredible property management, right? You, you, you know, going back to the basics, you got to make sure the home operates. But again, if the home is operating, that means it's a great customer experience. So it really does, you know, managing the homes, taking care of the homes, taking care of your owners is absolutely paramount. But if an if a, if a guest is giving us a five-star review, it means more often than not that the home is in great shape. And right. we always say, look, our interests are so aligned with homeowners because we have to have this house perfect and have to have a five-star experience every time a guest shows up. And so every corner of that house has to be QC, it has to be quality control and checked. Mm-hmm. And, and in order in order to deliver that kind of elevated high-end experience, you have to have a house that is in, in great shape. And so then, you know, I think owners, really what they care about is making money and their house being managed and maintained at a very high level. Those are the two two big ones. I mean, there's there's a lot more that goes into it, communication, support, being a part of something, having access to more homes. We give discounts for all owners that want to stay at other Avon State properties. We give them credits to stay at Avon State properties. So there's a lot of benefits that we can provide our owners, especially as we, as we grow and scale, mm-hmm. but ultimately deliver an incredible experience for the customer. The rest of those pieces end up end up kind of falling into place because then your homeowner is very happy. They're making money. Their house is in great shape and the company's growing and they have more access to perks and, and special things that you can provide over time. Right. Right. You know, I, I'm curious, like knowing you, knowing you through this journey, starting from the vision to where you guys are at now, 
I'm, I'm curious to understand, like, where does your time go in your business right now? Where has your time throughout the last five years gone as CEO growing this vision and growing this brand? Like, can you touch on that a little bit? Like, wh- where's your strengths and where do you kind of put your time on a, a day-to-day basis with growing this brand? Yeah, I think it shifts, right? It shifts depending on on needs. I mean, I'm probably more in the weeds with with the business than 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 most, you know, kind of CEOs. Hmm. I really care about the details and you know, and 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 really care about the operations and really care about the brand and the experience and and the marketing and how we're presenting ourselves and how we're executing. So a lot of it goes towards you know thinking through all of that, but ultimately you have to shift that at some point and find people that are better than you at all mm-hmm. of that. And and I always find that you know the best companies a lot of time are run by people that are that are better than the CEO and all these specialized kind of divisions. So if you can find somebody like like we have that that is you know David is is our COO he's better than me in operations no question and so finding great leaders great people you know we have somebody in tech and product Ashrit and Ruben better than me in tech and product right and and so I think that that's a really important quality as you're building your business is to find great people that share the passion and drive and 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 being very very detailed. You know, because the details matter in hospitality. You got to be obsessed with it. You got to be obsessed with the details. And so finding great people. uh, And we have, you know, we have over 500 people that are just exceptional, right? They're just, they're really kind of, they're they're passionate about what we're trying to accomplish. And and that's like a critical part of, of kind of early days, setting the foundational infrastructure on the human capital side to set yourself up for success. And then beyond that, you know, obviously fundraising, depending on how fast you want to grow, but you have to figure out how to, you know, how to, how to fundraise. If you want to, you know, have 75 engineers building technology, that's not something that you can just wait five years for and use your profits for, because then you can't deliver the experience. And so it becomes a little bit of a death spiral. So part of the reason we raise is to be able to build a better experience for today so that you can grow into your headcount. In our business, more properties you have, the more people you can afford. And the more people that you can afford, the more that you can do with the experience. It's very kind of transformational to have all of these elements supporting you know, one home, right? How many people touch one home? It's really kind of incredible. We were yeah. thinking about it the other day. We probably have you know, 15 to 20 specialized people that touch the home, whether it's the person helping with concierge or whether it's maintenance or whether it's cleaning or whether it's QC or policy or licensing, right? There's just, there's so much that goes into this. It's a, it's a hard business. I think some people, you know, kind of forget sometimes this is a very hard business, very challenging industry is very difficult. And it's, 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 I, you know, I don't think it's for, for everyone, because it's it, it is really really hard. And you got to have a deep passion for it, but there the, there is you know kind of a reward because of how hard it is. And you, know, you mentioned it; we're we're probably the largest national player that's private in the country. And it, and there's twenty three thousand short term rental companies in the U.S. Twenty three thousand. I mean, it's like it's so fragmented because of how challenging it is 
to build a scalable national platform that can deliver, you know, on that level consistently. And, and standardized is kind of the word that used Jasper. I think it's a good word. But standardized is 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 key. So I think that that's how we kind of a, a, a approach it. But but yeah, I mean, it's it's you know, there's just there's just a you know, to your point, it's it's you know, it's it's what do we need to do to kind of get great people on board. And then what type of funding do we need to build for the vision that we want? Yeah. And then just having a really kind of keen eye on the details for the experience. You got to live it and breathe it. You know, I mean, yeah. you, guys, you guys love traveling too. It's like, yeah. if you're not living and breathing this stuff, it, it's going to be hard to deliver an experience. And it's different than like a condo, right? A condo, <laughs> kind of, you know, it, it, it's just a different, you, you can, it's hard to, Hard to deliver a condo experience is that different. Mm-hmm. You know, the reason why we go to hotels because the lobby bars, the rooftop pool, the events, you know, there, there's a club there, there's a nightclub there, there's a bar, you know, there's a musical performance. That that's you know, a lot of hotels are driven not by the hotel rooms, they're driven by the experiences in the hotel. And I think the commodification of a lot of the short-term rentals in the vertical space with multifamily is is very challenging to kind of be different. Yeah. Yeah. I love what you said too. Like the, you know, as CEO, you spend a lot of time in the weeds, but you're essentially, you're figuring out, you're building the vision and then you're hiring the best people possible to overtake that and and run with it and build that vision that you create. Right. And it seems like the two main parts as CEOs, as far as what I'm learning here is consistently driving the vision, consistently driving the vision hiring the best people and attracting in the best people possible into the company and fundraising. And I feel like those three things are just like those, people fundraising. Yeah. That's, yeah, probably, that's it's like probably, those three things we can never yeah. step out of as CEOs. Yeah. I mean, it's, you know, if you don't find great people, you find yourself, you know, doing all the, you know, not all, but doing a lot of the execution or, or supporting execution, you're certainly not doing yeah. a lot of it, but you're supporting it. And it kind of it, it it becomes an inhibitor to take that next step forward to to kind of build towards what your vision is. You know, bandwidth and time are are so critical. It's mm-hmm. an entrepreneur; you have to figure out how to allocate your time appropriately. Mm-hmm. So you mentioned, you know, how important it is to find the right people. I'm curious, like, how you got started. I know you guys raised some seed capital early, you know, early in the, in, in the game. What were like the first sort of positions that you hired for? Well, I, I partner, you know, my co-founder was tech. And so we really, we felt, when, you know, five years ago, you had to cobble together 20 different point solutions to run your business, right? And, and that's gotten a little bit simpler, but not a lot of it. So I don't know how many, you know, point solutions you guys use, you know, or, or, or you know, what the average is, but I got to imagine it's, it's above 20 for, mm-hmm. for an average short-term rental business. And we felt like that was going to be really hard to scale. And so technology was critical. And then from there, you need, you need boots on the ground. You need operations, right? Operations, nothing without operations. The first 50 homes, you know, I was doing sales, right? I was doing all of the, all of the sales. So, you know, I think it's, it's less about, you know, what, what works for, you know, if there's a blueprint for this, because I was, I was certainly more on the, on the sales and, and operations and, and, and had to go find somebody who understood, you know, 
really kind of match their passion and vision for products and technology. But there's a lot of tech and product founders out there that may have to go find sales and, and, and operations, right? Because you can't go build this business without having, without bringing on homes and, and yeah. require thoughtful conversations. Because in most cases, somebody's home is their number one investment. It's the number one most important investment in their life and for their family and, and in terms of economics. And, and so that requires, you know, kind of thoughtfulness in terms of how you approach those discussions. So I think for me, it was technology and operations, but it should be different for everybody based on what your kind of skill set is. Yeah, I love that. I know you got to wrap up here and head off to your next appointment. We'll leave it with this. I would love to just get your honest feedback on this. What is, what's one thing that you're most excited about right now in the short-term rental space? What's the future hold for us as an industry? What excites you the most about the short-term rental space right now? Yeah, I, I, I think that there is a huge transformation of hospitality that, that has been happening. And, and so I think this, this idea of bringing the hotel experience and everything you love about a hotel into the home and, and using kind of the online world to deliver an offline experience is always what I've been just so fired up about. And so it's saying, hey, let's take all this technology that's out there, but let's use it so that we can have more offline experiences without technology. And, and I think that that's where, you know, that's where hospitality gets really exciting. You know, we love tech. Tech is a big part of, I think, the future of this industry, but we love it because it enables people to use technology less. And, it, and we love it because it enables people to come together more, to sit around that dinner table and have a great conversation, you know, really kind of hit on the finer, finer things in life. So when I, when I think about it, simply put, it's, it's online to offline. So leverage the online world to deliver more offline experiences. And I think in this new world where remote work, work from anywhere, digital nomad, you know, that's the future. The future is, is not just you know, financial freedom in terms of passive income, we touched on it earlier, but it's, but it's having the freedom to be mobile mm-hmm. and, and, and what better way to do it than in homes uh, because hotels, it's hard, it's hard to be mobile in, in, a, in a small hotel room, right? It's much easier to be, be mobile when you have a kitchen, you have a home and you can, you can bring people together and you have your family there. So a big believer in the online to offline kind of world and, and how you can deliver more opportunities to experience things in group settings and people coming together and developing those kind of deep, meaningful connections. So that's what I'm pretty pumped on. I love it, man. Well, thank you for your time, buddy. I appreciate you being here. Great to see you. Um, if everybody wanted to check you out, how can they find you? Obviously, the website is avantstay.com. What's the best way to, to find yeah, you? Yeah, avantstay.com. You can do at avantstay on Instagram. You can message the team there for anything. Awesome. All, all market launches, property launches, a lot of kind of giveaways and contests and discounts that come through there. You know, LinkedIn, uh, another opportunity if you're looking looking to kind of for work. So lot, lots of ways to find us, and we should we should do a code for everybody, I guess. With the with the maybe maybe we'll set yeah. up. Maybe we'll do. How about we do? Was it get paid for your pad? So G P F Y P, G P F Y P two fifty for two hundred dollars off your next step. Oh, that's Thank awesome, you. man! Boom! Yeah, thank you for that. That's incredible. Absolutely. Love it. Yeah, that's incredible. We'll have, to, we'll have to have that. Well, I guess we'll have it live by the time 
We'll have that live in the next in the next few hours. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah we'll, we'll give you some heads up on that, and we'll post it in the show notes, the whole thing. And but yeah, appreciate your time, Mr. Jasper. Yeah, thanks, John. This was was amazing to have you on here. Learned a lot just in this episode. So thank you so much for for your time. Good luck with with Avanced Day. And I'd love to come check out one of your properties at some point once I'm allowed in the States. And for the listeners, thank you for listening. We'll probably do this more often in the future. You know, invite people on here with Eric and myself on the Friday episode. So hope you enjoyed it. Give us some feedback. Uh, Have a great weekend and we'll be back on Monday. Thank you so much for listening to Get Paid for Your Pad, the number one podcast for Airbnb hosts and short-term rental professionals. We really hope you enjoyed this episode. And if you want to learn more about air hosting on Airbnb and building a short-term rental business, then go ahead and subscribe to our daily email newsletter at getpaidforyourpad.com. And if you're just starting out on Airbnb, make sure to download our free Airbnb starter guide at getpaidforyourpad.com forward slash get started if you enjoy this podcast make sure to subscribe so you never miss an episode and please leave us a review on apple Podcasts or wherever you're listening for a chance to win lifetime access to the short-term rental profit academy which is our starter course for anybody who wants to start hosting on airbnb so every month we select one reviewer at random and give that person access to the course So thank you for listening. Check back every Monday for a new episode of The Host Show and every Friday for an episode of STR Conversations of the Get Paid for Your Pad podcast. Thank you and see you soon.